When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast where it's another sleigh, another slobber. I don't know what that means. Like another day, another dollar. Oh, okay. All right. It rhymed. I, I was thinking, like, my first thought was Santa, which, because <laughs> like, you said sleigh. And Santa sleighs. Christmas in July. Surely people have already made t-shirts about that. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Slobber and, was about dicks. And Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm back on board. Okay. Santa's dick. Slobbering on Santa's <laughs> dick. Merry Christmas to me. Oh. Give me that package. Very topical Christmas jokes yep. on this episode. Uh, We're going to talk about Katy Perry. Katy Squarey. Yep. Uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah. Yeah. She. We talked about her on a very early episode, and we're revisiting Katy Perry as all gay men must at some point in yeah. their lives. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. yep. But first. But first podcast awards is that what you're gonna yell about yes okay i even like i increased the font on my notes mm, i've increased the font on my pages just because i'm getting old and <laughs> now it's a 13 okay you can yell yeah uh hey hey fuckers <laughs> vote 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 for us please uh, go to podcastawards.com. Uh, the podcast awards nomination process is happening right now through July 31st. You'll have to sign up and get an account going, um, but uh, you should be able to then indicate your overwhelming um, support. No, I what? don't care if it's minimally basic, if it's not overwhelming. I just want you to click our button. Yeah, go to podcastawards.com and click the blue button in the middle of the fucking screen and vote for us, you dickbags. Or again, I will quit. Mike is. I'm going to quit the show. Quit the show. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. Um, the other podcasts that we compete against uh, do large, coordinated efforts to vote, and we don't. Right. This is this is how we coordinate is by yeah. saying it. Organize yourselves. <laughs> 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 fuckers <laughs> but we'd really appreciate it if you vote for us we'll yeah. win one of these days maybe yeah. i don't actually don't know if we will so please vote for us. I, we have a solid track record of not winning yeah. So. yeah 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 like leonardo dicaprio at the oscars um what i don't know i don't i don't like him oh i'm okay i just i'm don't. sorry <laughs> <laughs> and i know we're just like him in that people don't like us but oh. you know you don't like us either, so <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. Podcastawards.com. Um, next is 100 words. We have 100 words this week. So, okay. First of all, John, <laughs> I love you. And I had no idea that your first email was 100 words because it, it didn't say 100 words. We just thought you were telling us. We just thought you were telling us information. Yeah, so yeah. you got to say, you got to say, you got to say somewhere. Like maybe the subject line. I don't know, but make it very, very clear that you are you are invoking your Fifth <laughs> Amendment right to a hundred words. <laughs> oh my God, we should have a gayish bill of rights. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, anyway, okay, so we have a hundred words this week. Hi, Mike and Kyle. Thank you for the shout out on the last episode as a new member. Love the show and still need to finish all the stuff about snakes. Reminder: None of this is his hundred words. In- Mike is reading an entire email for absolutely no good reason. Keep going, Mike. You love it. Shut up. No, it's stupid. In okay. any case, it seems my hundred words didn't make it in the last episode, so I was hoping if I could get it on air this week. We didn't know it was a hundred words. Here's the hundred words. 
Thanks, Mike and Kyle, with your thoughtful shrinkage on the Dobbs decision. With the latest SCOTUS decision on abortion, I wanted to plug in donating to abortion funds and the Repro Legal Defense Fund as concrete actions to help people now. Donating to these organizations help pregnant people who need an abortion to afford travel slash costs to get one or can get bailed out if they're prosecuted for having one. As a reproductive justice organizer, I encourage other gayish listeners to help folks access abortion through these organizations. Thanks! Exclamation point. Thanks again for the amazing show you all host and produce and hope you have a great day. Best John, uh, he put two links in there. One is reprolegaldefensefund.org. Uh, which you can donate directly to them by going to reprolegaldefensefund.org slash give. And the other one is the National Network of Abortion Funds, which is secure.actblue.com slash donate slash fund abortion now. Thanks, John, for that socially responsible use of your... I just wanted people to like, you know, I don't know cuss out their neighbor or something but I'm, like, people uh, have used 100 words very <laughs> like yeah like i think someone once had you read a poem that yeah. was and then so other people have like used it to yeah to say nice things about us like yeah yeah, yeah they're better people than me right yeah i'd be like fart boob <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, my name is mike i suck like that would be my yeah, yeah. all yeah. right well thanks use your hundred words everybody send them in mm-hmm. did we verify that <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> great all right good <laughs> next yeah uh, Derek is a person. <laughs> That's very helpful. <laughs> Please go on so people know what you're talking about. Yeah, we hired a production assistant, and today is his first day. So, yeah, his name is Derek. You can see him on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, more on that later. Really? I guess. <laughs> I, I, I have know. nothing more to say. <laughs> <laughs> say hi, Derek. Hello. Great. Okay. Um, you want to talk about the news? Yeah. Here's news. the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 News the first. Okay, so. What do you know about Boris Johnson? He quit. He is. Like a whole bunch of people resigned. He was like, oh, maybe I should too. Yep. Okay. He so, sucks is also what I know. The prime minister of the United Kingdom, he has announced that he is stepping down after a rather protracted scandal about I don't know all of the reasons that he sucks. So now the ruling conservative party, also known as the Tories are in the process of choosing his replacement because their system is not as fucked up as ours, but it still has some fucked up things about it. One of which is whichever party has the most power gets to just choose the prime minister. Uh, wow. They just pick. They just pick. Yeah. Huh. So the, uh, the Tories right now are trying to figure out who is going to replace Boris Johnson as their leader and therefore prime minister. And uh, it's just a race to the bottom, Kyle. Not not bottom, Kyle, but like... <laughs> I was going to say, I need to start a 5K that's a race to the bottom. <laughs> and the ending is just my ass. Uh, there has just been a fucking sludge pool of bullshit coming out of the Tory process here. So uh, Rishi Sunak has gone as far as to say that there needs to be a... Like a Bill of Rights for Women, basically, is what he's saying. Um, he's calling it, he had some bullshit name for it, Protect Women's Rights Manifesto. 
and it's just anti-trans nonsense. Oh, okay. So under his leadership, quote, sex education will be sensitive and age appropriate. So we enable children to have a childhood. <laughs> he recognizes that women are still shouldering a disproportionate burden of family life. So we'll look again at child care and make sure public services are family friendly. There's a part of like, yeah, like looking at child care because women are disproportionately affected by the lack of child care, especially in the careers and stuff. There's part of that that's that's good. But like if all of this is just to do anti-trans shit, then it's like you can say a lot of stuff that seems OK and you will absolutely do nothing to actually help women and a bunch of stuff that's transphobic. Well, one of his allies told the mail on Sunday, which I guess that's a newspaper. I don't no, know. he whispered it into the mailbox. Yeah, um, th- that's, that's how that's how they send letters. An ally of Sunex told the newspaper that he would, quote, reverse recent trends to erase women via the use of clumsy gender neutral language and said, we must be able to call a mother a mother and talk about breastfeeding. This is the whole thing like about birthing people or mm. you know, pregnant people yeah. and, and language around like people who lactate in, yeah. instead of just presuming that everybody who is pregnant is a cis female. And, uh, the the right hates that in this country apparently they hate it over there too yeah um, they, they've had a, a flurry of like anti-trans stuff too it I, I think what's important is that it is a women's issue. It's like reproductive rights is definitely a, a woman's issue on top of that it is a far bigger issue for people that can get pregnant and i think we all know that women uh, uh most women can get pregnant and, and we know it's a women's issue so no one needs you to remind them of that we don't like we don't need to like hey it, in case you forgot this is a women's issue so the expansion beyond that like it, the idea that it erases people is wild because it actually is more accurate and includes more of the people it actually affects it's yeah. it's dumb they, like they're the they're like freaking out over language when they say that we're the ones that you know are like why not accurately describe that it's a person that can get pregnant? Like why not be very accurate with your language? And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, people are like freaking out about gender identity and it's unfortunate because all you have to do is just take one little tiny step back, get over yourself (laughs) and think about like non-binary people exist. Yeah. Yeah. Trans men exist. Fucking know that. And like adjust your shit yeah anyway so there are some other folks who also are like in the running or trying to make a play for being prime minister trade policy minister penny mordaunt has joined the contest and 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 had a 10-part twitter thread about how she's not woke (laughs) and has concerns about quote trans orthodoxy um I used to belong to the trans orthodoxy church when I was a kid. Praise be. (laughs) Praise be to them. Anyway, it's this. Okay. So, so trans people in bathrooms, trans people in sports, trans people, when it comes to reproductive care, these are the issues that are being utilized by the right in both of our fair countries and probably elsewhere to, to divide people. And it's really unfortunate and shitty and y'all need to stop sucking. All right. News the second. Yeah. News the second. So this is pretty awful. The manager of an RV park in Davenport, Florida, is being sued by the Biden administration after he allegedly told a trans woman that she needed to present as a man at the park to avoid problems. 
So the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development announced that it is charging the 21 Palms RV Resort Incorporated and its owner-manager, Nathan Dykegraff. His name is Dykegraff. I know. Oh, that's why he has <laughs> such a complex. <laughs> um, charging, charging him and his company with discrimination against a former tenant and her minor child on the basis of the tenant's gender identity. According to the document, Dykegraff sent a threatening handwritten note last year to the tenant not long after she revealed her gender identity publicly and began wearing feminine presenting clothing in public on or around January 4th of 2021. This is what this fucker wrote. Uh-oh. Quote, I have been informed of your actions to have your sex changed to a female. I am told you have started taking the necessary medication and that after a period of time, your change will be completed. Wow, to, he's very involved in her health care and very knowledgeable. Good for him. To avoid problems, oh. you must, one, act as a man, two, talk as a man, three, dress as a man, four, avoid tight clothing that is revealing sexual organs. If you follow the above steps, trouble will be avoided. Sincerely, Nathan D. Wow. Yeah. Imagine telling anyone, like, <laughs> I, I, I get the extra, like, weight of telling it to a trans person, but imagine telling anyone to live here, you must dress in a specific way, talk in a specific way, in, in a way that I tell you. Like, yeah. You, uh, that's... That's that's why, like, when when it's about trans things, people all of a sudden think they have blanket rights to say anything. But if you step back and think to tell someone to that in your RV park, they have to wear certain things and talk in ways. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And potentially illegal, apparently. And hopefully illegal. (laughs) We'll see what what happens with this with this case. Uh, Apparently, she had lived there since June of 2018. And after this note in 2021, stopped presenting as female in order to avoid being evicted. Oh, that sucks. Uh, She says that she felt intimidated, felt a great deal of fear for herself and her child. And in March, he, Dykegraff, contacted HUD and wrote that the tenant was, quote, not free to engage with other tenants about her clothing and transition. That makes them uncomfortable and said that her actions were considered disruptive to the community. Says the guy causing a disruption. Exactly, exactly. So then, then she and her child um, vacated. They 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 ran because they didn't feel safe in August of 2021. And then this whole clusterfuck of bullshit. Yeah, this is one of the things like uh, housing stability, employment stability. Like these are because of your identity, and it could be because of of your paperwork or because of how you present or other people. Like those things need to be guaranteed in or not. Those are some of the big challenges that I think people don't realize, especially, you know, we talk about after Obergefell that everyone is like, oh, cool, everyone's chill now. And it's not. And there are things like employment and housing that need to be guaranteed and need to be part of non-discrimination. Yep. Yep. Thanks. And, and also, like, there's a lot of discrimination that happens because there's some like plausibly deniable other reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it, it's mm-hmm. it's not because she's black. It's because she didn't fill out her her like TPS report correctly. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, she did one thing wrong that everyone else does wrong, but now we can get you on that technicality. This doesn't seem like there's any possible wiggle room for technicality. Oh no, he wrote like, down directly exactly <laughs> what he meant. Yep, yep. So. Yeah, fuck you, Dyke Graf. I hope that you- sounds like it means something, and I, like that sounds like a different, like a code to get into a secret passage, or so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's like they hook you up to a machine and it prints out your Dyke Graf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, news the last. Yeah. This is fucking fantastic, Kyle. Ooh. ninety six point nine, the Eagle. A classic rock station in Boise, Idaho. Hey, we've been there. We've been there. Posted a Pride Month version of its logo in June. Predictably, 
because Idaho, they've gotten a lot of hate mail about it. So the station posted on Facebook, quote, well, then the flag stays up for another month. Deal with it. (laughs) If we lose fans, that's fine. If we keep getting harassed, then it will go another month. Plus, Freddie Mercury rules. So they're still, they're calling July Pride and they're keeping their Pride logo. And they they said if the harassment continues, they're going to roll into August, too. So shut your mouths, Idaho bigot fuck faces. This sounds like a parent that's like, do you want another hour in your room? Like, keep talking. That'll be another week of being, what's it called? Grounded. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe, I, you know what? And probably some of them need grounding. Maybe this, maybe this rock and roll station needs to ground some people. Yep. Yep. I support it. I support it. I think, you know... The power of classic rock compels you, you know, like it's uh, it's not the vehicle I would have chosen, but it's the vehicle we have and I'm here for it. Yeah, there's it's interesting because we I think we rightfully there's this backswing against the like Pride Month. Let's all paint ourselves in rainbow because it's not that that inherently is bad. It's do you actually care? Do you actually support LGBT yeah. people? Do you actually have policies? Are the things behind the scenes in place that support people? And I think this is a great example of someone is both put up the rainbow during pride month and also then did something to support it when it came up to question. So yep. I like, I like that part. Yep. Yep. I, I absolutely agree. God bless you. 96, nine, the Eagle. <laughs> Thanks for your support. That's the news. That's the news. Peaking, pe- uh, peaking, poking. <laughs> Speaking of rock stations, we support. Here's the new Patreon members <laughs> of rock stars. These. Oh, um, <laughs> thank you to. Oh, here we Matthew. go. Matthew, <laughs> get hold on to your butts, kids. <laughs> Matthew, you knew this was coming. Matthew Gorg. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my, my mouth went <laughs> during the course of. Okay, sorry, Matthew Gorgoloni. Gorgoloni. Yep. I thought you were gonna say Gorgonzola. Oh. I'm sure poor Matthew has probably gotten that a million times and and one once more for the records. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you also to Reese Martin for two reasons, because Reese Martin is very pronounceable. Uh, thanks to Adam. Um, thanks to Thomas Robertson. And thanks to Jordan. There's some hot names in this one. Adam and Jordan. Adam, Jordan, Reese Martin. Yeah. Reese Martin's definitely a porn star. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you to all the new Patreon members. Uh, Patreon members like you help support the show. You get bonuses and you also help do things like hire Derek, our new production assistant. Yeah. Uh, so that we can continue to grow and do other things and keep making the show for you. So um, if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Do it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It sure is. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Okay, we talked about this the last time we recorded an ad, and I said I thought I would do cooking. Uh-huh. I actually did. I talked to my therapist, and she was like, what would you do for an extra hour? And I said I would cook, and so I did. And this weekend on Saturday, I made a recipe I'd never made before. It was French onion mac and cheese, and it was delicious. Well, if you want to improve your mental health, be a podcaster and record an ad about mental health. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com gayish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot gayish. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash gayish. French onion mac and cheese. That's what makes me happy. Yum. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Do you remember when prep came out and it was a game changer? Oh, my God. Biggest news. We were all excited to get our hands on it. Well, it's happening again. (laughs) It is. Imagine a world where STIs are no more. Doxypep is what we're talking about, everybody. You can get Doxypep from Shameless Care, and Doxypep has been proven to be up to 90% effective at stopping STIs like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. It's just like PrEP was for HIV, but now for all of those other things, too. And where can you get this? You can get it from Shameless Care as a top telemedicine provider with board-certified physicians across 50 states. They have a mission of making DoxyPep accessible and affordable. Answer some medical questions on the website, and one of their physicians will prescribe DoxyPep to you. Viola is shipped straight to your door in discreet (laughs) packaging. And DoxyPep at Shameless Care is crazy affordable, just $109 a year. That covers the online evaluation, the medication, and the shipping. So if you're ready to rewrite your story and discover the joy of carefree intimacy, visit shamelesscare.com slash gayish to take control of your sexual health. That is shamelesscare.com slash gayish. Your liberation is waiting. Be sure to use lube. (laughs) Are you ready to talk Katy Perry? I think so. I w- okay, I have my normal anxiety about, like, I had opinions about Taylor Swift that got us in trouble. Oh. I had opinions about Selena Gomez that got us in trouble. Your opinions like, of Britney knocked us down a star in exactly, one reviewer. Exactly, exactly. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm, while I like Katy Perry a great deal and enjoy many of her songs, and we will talk about them, okay. I wouldn't call myself a fan necessarily, mm. and I'm worried I'm going to fuck this up. Oh, somebody's going to like, do you remember somebody said that the the only reason I could dislike Taylor Swift is because of misogyny? Oh, like that was a lot. To be fair, your misogyny has nothing to do with why you don't like Taylor Swift. That's a separate entity on its own. Um, I mean, you know, if people don't like our opinions, that's one thing. But like uh, we can we can surely fuck things up in a lot of ways, like talking about her orientation, (laughs) which we're going to or like there there are ways to, to fuck it up. But just saying if you like an artist or not okay i mean isn't that part of why we talk about some of these people because the expectation is that all gay men love katie perry right or any of these like pop divas i don't use that word and that's anyway um and the truth is you don't have to like them you don't have to like this type of music to be gay and that's so much an expectation and stereotype of the yeah. gay community yep yep for sure for sure so i i really enjoy when you talk about pop stars you don't like because i've got i've gotten shit and people will get shit when they're like oh you don't know who bet midler is and they're like dude i'm fucking 13 we had to cancel like, her i we did have to cancel her <laughs> maybe did she apologize i forget i haven't been following the the whole thing apparently she so. and macy gray are turfs now yeah on yeah, yeah 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 which um it's real sad um it's isn't that sad how much well i mean bet midler like gay icon and she's very much one of those she should know better she should know better she's gotten a lot a lot she's gotten where she is in large part to the gay community shares great at this she gets she gets that she is where she is <laughs> because of us and she <laughs> if you can make us. sense of her twitter tweet, tweets <laughs> god her twitter fucking on point um but the i think bet midler who's there's someone there's like some of these like 
older oh the one that um lady gaga helped in her wheelchair at the um short hair dizzy on Arrested oh Development. yeah What's yeah name? oh my god this is a group brain fart yeah judy garland's daughter whose name is who Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like these people, like at this point, you're like, when you come out, like you don't know who Bette Midler is. And yeah, someone's like, no, because I was born this century. Like, right. no, <laughs> I don't. And anyway, so let's not make people feel shitty about their musical interests or who they know and don't know. And do you want to tell us about her? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to start with the history of Katy Perry, which is, that's not her name. Uh, So she was born (laughs) Catherine Elizabeth Hudson. Okay, I did not think about this. Yeah. This feels in the zone of dead naming. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's still her name. That that Katy Katy Perry is her stage name. Oh, it's not. And and I don't, I'm I'm fine with it. Like you talking about it, but I just, I just, this realization just hit me of like, yeah, usually you wouldn't, especially for a trans person, go back and look up their name and, you know, proactively be telling everyone about it. I didn't. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, we're going to talk about her before she transitioned to Katy Perry. I wonder, I mean, a big part of that, like for trans people is because it causes distress. It's, it's a, like a, you know, more psychological and more, you know, has more direct impact. I wonder how much, I wonder if she cares or if someone has said that name to her in an interview. I wonder how much of the, if there's any kind of a little bit of overlap in the like, if you called her this, does she care? Does she talk about it? Does she? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Keep going. Uh, she's born in October 25th of 1984. And uh, she started as a gospel singer. <laughs> She was raised by Pentecostals. What do you know about Pentecostals, Kyle? Ooh, on the scale of religion options, they're nuts. They are. They're very strict. They have wild rules. It's like in the, like Mormons, you know, have like all these rules. I think they're ones that have like wild rules, but I think they're like less known. Like I've not seen the Pentecostal porn adaptation or, you know, you see. So that's all I know about them, though. Wait, is there like Seventh-day Adventist porn or like... The only like religiously based porn I know about is Catholic priests and Mormon missionaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's okay. Well, anyway, if you can if you can say the words, then there's there's porn about it. Like, yeah. uh, What's that rule? Rule something? Anyway, Uh, rule thirty. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, she was born in Santa Barbara, California, to Pentecostal pastors. Oh, pastors plural. Yeah, Mary Christine and Maurice Hudson. Both of her parents turned to religion quote after a wild youth. And uh, she um, she has a younger brother named David, who uh, was also a singer and an older sister, Angela. Okay, so she was in a arguably fucked up religious household. Like, we don't know what actually went on in there, but like all signs point to religious oppression. Ooh. And enough that like reading through her bio and stuff about her childhood, I found myself being much more sympathetic to her. Hmm. Here's the thing. One of the very many reasons that I hate Taylor Swift. I don't actually hate her everybody. I just like <laughs> I just like saying that I do and then having everybody re- react is this she started country and was like, "Well, that didn't work out. How else can I be famous?" and then went into pop, right? Like, okay, that's 
a I, wildly inaccurate character. She started in country and became very popular. And then, the, but being in country, there's a limit to the amount of fame you can have. So then she moved over to pop. But my gro- my country gro- worked for her. My, That's how she got popular. My gross oversimplification is that there's just, it wasn't enough. That, like, she's oh, that, like, that maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. It seems very opportunistic and like, I don't know. I just don't like it because then it seems like it's not about like that person and their art. It's about like what makes me the most money, the most quickly and efficiently. And I, I so should we like, there are things we do that are opportunistic because we want to promote our thing and grow. So like, would I trade places with them? Absolutely. So bring on the, bring on the, I don't know. I don't know what opportunities. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to make a TV show, everybody, because this Ooh. podcasting thing isn't making us enough money. Um, <laughs> it's about it's called Mike and Kyle, but the Mike and Kyle in it are two different people that are not us. Oh, we should cast ourselves. <gasps> like, I cast you <laughs> as Kyle. <laughs> I cast you as Mike. Oh, That's, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, it, back back to this. I had a similar feeling about Katy Perry that, um, you know, she had started in gospel and then did this totally packaged 180 and that it was similarly opportunistic. I have a lot more sympathy now for her after reading through all of this stuff. I think that, that it makes, it makes more sense to me now. And I, I view her as a human and like, I don't know. I'm still on the, like, I'm annoyed that you're, that you think it, if, even if it was opportunistic, like, so what you get to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But I also—I guess you don't have to like it. I—I—I okay. I, I, I can be annoyed about yeah, it, and, yeah, and that's true. And well, I'm annoyed that, that you're annoyed. Great, good. good Are you annoyed this, that this, I'm? This annoyed. was a good chat. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm indifferent to your annoyance. That's okay. Why. That's where it's. <laughs> I'm annoyed that you're indifferent towards my annoyance of your annoyance. Excellent. <sighs> okay, it's working. I, um, already is the stupidest episode we've done, but yeah. Okay. Okay, so she went to religious schools, both uh, elementary school and and junior high. And she went to Paradise Valley Christian School in Arizona, Santa Barbara Christian School in California. And apparently they, they're like, because they were pastors, her family didn't have a lot of money. They were, they were pretty poor and crazy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so here's, this is, they were not allowed to eat Lucky Charms because the word luck reminded their mom of Lucifer. <laughs> So that was the devil's cereal, and they weren't allowed to eat it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Her her jump from luck to Lucifer is yeah. big. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Explain yourself, Mary Christine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and like, I don't know, our Leprechaun episode, we know they're pretty gay. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. You know. I would be more down with, if that was the reason, I thought it was going to be like rainbows are in there or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? rain, rainbow marshmallows. Marshmallows are too sweet to yeah. be wholesome. Yeah, or... yeah. no, it's because the word luck reminded her of Lucifer. Uh, also, they were required to call deviled eggs angeled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> Re- renaming foods. Yeah. And... Um, uh, they weren't allowed to listen to non-religious music. Mm. They, she was only allowed to listen to gospel music. Non-religious music was generally discouraged in the family's home. Like, for instance, I never like was able to watch MTV, or I didn't really know who Madonna was, and I couldn't eat Lucky Charms because it was too close, closely associated to Lucifer, which is the devil's name, 
Can't call it deviled eggs, have to call it angel eggs. Can't even call it the dirt devil vacuum, have to call it the angel vacuum. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty intense, but I hope I turned out okay. <laughs> she apparently, her friends snuck her CDs that she wasn't supposed to listen to. Ooh. And uh, one of them was what she has called one of her primary inspirations uh, was uh, Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know. Oh. Jagged Little Pill in general, but the cut You Ought to Know apparently just like awakened something in her. Hmm. So she doesn't identify as religious now. She has said, I pray all the time. That's a quote from a couple of interviews. I pray all the time for self-control, for humility. I call out to God a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if I had to listen to you have sex? <laughs> Would you want me to tell you that I heard you? No, 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 no. No? Just pretend it didn't happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is absolutely a, <laughs> it never happened. We don't have to speak about this. We talk about a lot, but that's, we can just, yeah. Um. Apparently, so she started singing, wanting to be like her older sister. She started training at age nine, and apparently her parents, like, involved her in their church business somehow, like making her sing about God and Jesus and stuff. And uh, she sung in churches uh, all the way up to age 17. Uh, she was given her first guitar for her birthday at 13, and she started writing songs. And she, her brother David has described her as a tomboy during her adolescence, which apparently she has some songs about that. Her first album, One of the Boys. Okay. Are you going to talk about that later? Nope. nope that's that, all. End that's of, end of, yeah, <laughs> end of fact. Yeah. Um, anyway, she uh, completed her GED at age 15 so that she could not be in school anymore and mm. focus full time on gospel music. So she had her first album, which was called uh, there was she was going to go with Kate at first, but that would make her Kate Hudson and she didn't want to be. <laughs> Yeah. confused with the Kate Hudson. So Katie Hudson wasn't different enough at first. So she went with Catherine Hudson. But then by the time her first album came out in 2001, she'd gone back to Katie Hudson. That's her first album. Apparently it only made 200 copies. Mm -hmm. And her fans, the Katie Cats, which I hate that name. Mm. Uh, apparently they're, they're like super wildly like sought after you're a super fan if you own her first album oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah in physical format yeah um yeah so then she met glenn ballard and they started teaming up together and she branched out into secular music he rather famously wrote half of jagged little pill mm -hmm. like uh he and alanis were the ones that did all of the lyrics and music to jagged little pill how do you meet how'd she meet him like that that seems like did they have connections or that's wild it's uh, wild to get to work with the person that helped write jagged little pill well so okay so uh it doesn't i i don't know i don't i, I don't actually know she had a bunch of label um uh stuff right like she was on a uh contemporary christian label it, they put out katie hudson and it's like i don't know unlistenable or something <laughs> uh she went on a tour and at some point, she moved to L.A. 
and started working with Ballard. And the Wikipedia article anyway says that she, quote, chose to, no, she opted to work with Ballard due to his past work with Alanis Morissette. So like there's a maybe a headcanon story mm. there where she just like goes right up to his door and bangs on it and says, hi, I'm Katy Perry. Yeah. You're working with me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she signed with his label. She bounced around labels for a while, but uh, ultimately it was hooking up with Glenn Ballard, who's just a fucking monster superstar of music. Mm. Yeah, he kind of built her career mm. and is really good at building careers. He worked with Michael Jackson and a bunch of uh, the Pointer Sisters. Uh, who else is on this list? Paula Abdul, Wilson Phillips. He worked with all of these people before meeting Alanis Morissette, mm. much less Katy Perry. I look for all of his life has been building towards the moment where he gets to work with Katy Perry. Right. Uh, Katie Collis. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's it. Like I've, I've reached the modern era of she transitioned to Katy Perry. <laughs> uh, uh it, it turns out also that that was her mother's maiden name. Hmm. So it's, it's not like it was, they didn't workshop what her name should be, which is, I don't know why that makes it better in hmm. my mind. Like, going by her mother's maiden name that feels more legit than like mm. you know doing a focus group to figure out what her name should be so that <laughs> she could be maximally effective or yeah. whatever yeah her name is Catherine. that's where the katie comes from perry is her mother's maiden name it feels that's, a little bit more authentic yes. and yeah and not just authentic is the word band. kyle thank you uh, yeah no problem <laughs> i do i do words and and write them down sometimes yeah so well, if we're going to pick up, yeah. with, I'm going to talk specifically about the song I Kissed a Girl, kissed a girl. which came out in 20... No, nope, it didn't come out in 2018. The article, I'm going to tell you. This came out in 2008. We talked about it, I believe, in our music episode, and we talked about Katy Perry a little bit in the song You're So Gay. You're so gay and you don't even like boys. Yeah. And I Kissed a Girl. I kissed a girl. But... There is, she has brought new light to this song, especially in recent times. Part of the crit criticisms, which I'll go into more, is that it uh, does this trope of uh, kind of diminishing female sexuality, saying that it's just for show, that it is not authentic, it's not a real connection. And it felt so wrong. But it feels it felt so right. So right. It felt so I once tweeted, I kissed a squirrel and liked it. And I think that's one of the tweets that I love. And no one like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's not that good. But I just, anytime I see I kissed a girl, I think I kissed a squirrel. And I just, I'm like, I don't know. Hey, I, guess, I, might, I, might. I don't know how Twitter works. Can we retweet that? Can we dig that? We can retweet ourselves. From even if it's like a bajillion years ago. Yeah. Let's, let's retweet that. Okay, okay sure. Okay. You just assigned me work to dig through our Twitter account. I don't know. Ugh. I don't I don't even think I have our login for Twitter. That's oh. how like Oh, okay. The password is <laughs> um, Okay. In a glamour article about this, this article came out in 2018. Uh it said uh, Katy Perry's essentially kind of uh, acknowledged some of the issues with it. Yeah. Uh and in the glamour article though, the, the the whoever wrote this said, "Quote to be clear, there's nothing genuinely queer about it." Which I think that's dumb. I don't like glamour anymore. I had no opinions about them before, but but they, they, a couple articles that I read for this, I'm like, that's stupid. Hmm. Like, kiss. There's nothing inherently queer about it. Like a woman exploring kissing other women, even if it's done poorly or fits a stereotype or or does bad things, whatever. That is inherently queer. Exploring your sexuality is inherently queer. Yeah. Yes, especially when especially when packaged in such a hypersexual way, right? Like like Katy Perry's image and the the video, uh, like. 
yeah, it's queer. Like, that's the point of the fucking song. Yeah. You assholes. Yeah. I think there's this, like, desire to, because it's seen in maybe a little bit of a negative light, there's a desire for, to, like, downplay it or something. And I don't know. I just thought that was dumb. Anyway, they pointed to criticisms, which there was a criticism in 2008 from feministing... Sounds so close to fisting. Boy, I just read feministing. Femifisting. That's Femifisting. That should be a thing. Yeah. You just it is a thing, I'm sure. <laughs> put one hand in each and wear them like gloves. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's very disturbing because there were hand motions. Hey, <laughs> female sexuality is not disturbing, Mike. No, you're the disturbing part. <laughs> Okay, uh, Femifisting said they criticized the song by saying it, quote, reflects the trivialization of queer female sexuality and the cultural norms which state that female sexuality exists for the pleasure of men. Katy Perry apparently is not, had not, uh, until 2018, like, acknowledged some of the shitty parts of the song. Mm. Um, and but, so she did say... So that was in 2008 when it came out. And I think we've really changed conversationally in the past 10 years. We've come a long way. Bisexuality wasn't as talked about back then or any type of fluidity. If I had to write that song again, I probably would make an edit on it. Lyrically, you know, has a couple of, like, stereotypes in it. Your mind changes so much in 10 years and you grow so much. You know, what's true for you can evolve. Mm, 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 mm. What are your thoughts on the legacy of this song and that, that song kind of fitting some of those stereotypes? And Oh, goodness. I, hmm. You know the JoJo song, A Little Too Late? Yes, why do you? <laughs> it's been it's been stuck in my head now for like a couple of weeks. It won't go away. Huh. It's on repeat. It huh. lives rent-free in my brain. Sure. It also comes into my head when I think about people quote unquote evolving mm. on social issues, right? Like Barack Obama being against same-sex marriage and then being for it later. Jojo little too late comes in my a little too late. Too mm. little too late comes into my head. Mm. Anyway, I think we should let people evolve on things, and I think that she makes a good point that we were less um, we were talking about bisexuality less yeah. in that era. And yeah, there's some stereotypes that she's owning up to. And um, so like, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm neutral hmm. on it, I guess. I know that there is like, I personally knew a couple of lesbians who fucking loved that song yeah. and loved the visibility of it, uh, the representation or whatever, even if it was just, a slice. Yeah. I mean, we're, I we're yeah. starting with the critique of it, but yeah, the, there is a wildly it, but po- popular among queer people and there is something good. I think this is the will and grace of songs. Like, yes, it is. It has some issues, but overall it was probably largely helpful to be singing about these kinds of things, yeah. even if in a, you know, in the way that it did and it could have done a better blah, blah, blah. But there's something valuable about a song like this, especially at that time entering the culture and being an influence. And a lot of queer people were influenced by that or realized that that was an option or, you know, there's good things that that, that song did. And so, yeah. um, I do like one thing that I don't hear associated with the song very often is a celebration of the ability to experiment and not have it impact your sexual orientation, mm. right? Like it should be okay to kiss a girl. If you're a girl, kiss a boy, if you're a boy and even like it, and that doesn't mean that you're gay. It doesn't mean that you're bi. It doesn't mean that you're pan. It yeah. could just mean you liked making out with that person that one time. Yeah. And um, the, the song does seem to celebrate 
that and make it safer. And I, I really, I really appreciate that yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's definitely a part of performative, especially female sexuality that, you know, you talk about being at a party or like she's talking about, like, I was drinking and I just did this. Yeah. And I think so much of the critique is because that's the focus. That's the only thing we talk about and like and not the deep connection and romantic and, and all that stuff. But I agree. I think there's something very valuable about like the performative side or, you know, you can, it's a, a little bit safer way to experiment if you want to. And, and I agree. It doesn't make you necessarily lesbian or bi or anything, but um, there's something I really like about it. I just think the emphasis of the conversation has been so much on that side of it. And that's why, yeah, yeah but, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I agree that I don't think people talk enough about the value of that thing because so many people just don't like, don't like it. Yeah. Okay, I also wanted to tell you some of the bisexual stereotypes because this plays into uh, many of them. Great. Um, Bisexual stereotypes, that it is a phase before you become uh, gay or lesbian. It's just a stop on the railroad to gay town. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Uh, That all women are bisexual and that no men are bisexual. Yeah, yeah. There's something... (laughs) Something I read, I think it was on Reddit or something. I have said before, I think everyone's a little bit bisexual. And apparently, that's what people who are bisexual think. Like, I, 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 I've I, said before, I'm, like, so close to gay that being bisexual, it doesn't make sense for me to identify as bisexual. Like, that's probably technically where I land. <laughs> and upon reading that, I was like, oh, shit, the only reason I think that is because I'm, you know, by definition, bisexual. Sure. Yeah. The Kinsey scale's stupid, man. It's, it's, it was helpful it, for a while just like the Katy perry song i kissed a girl, yeah. I kissed a girl. <laughs> it was helpful for what it was at the time yep um similarly in the uh lyrics of i kissed a girl speaking of all women are bisexual quote you're my experimental game just human nature you're my experimental game just human nature and quote ain't no big deal it's innocent So that is part of the some of the things that influence saying that all women do this. Everyone's bisexual, and but it's not. There's no depth to it. It's not. One of the stereotypes is uh, is that people want bisexual people to prove that they are bisexual by going through their dating history or yeah. who they've hooked up with or yeah. what have you. And you don't have to have dated anyone to be bisexual. True. Yeah. However, Katy Perry has dated Orlando Bloom and John Mayer. She's like definitely douche sexual. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Russell Brand, she was married to him. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Wow. Douche yeah. Central. <laughs> I get it, Katy Perry. God, oh God, do I get it. Um, uh, an assumption is that they are promiscuous or greedy or cheaters, as seen by the lyric, quote, I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that they do it for attention. As seen in the lyric quote, I got so brave, drink in hand, lost my discretion. I got so brave, drink in hand, lost my discretion. Yeah, those are some of the, the stereotypes. Okay, so last thing I'll say about the Katie. Oh, no, that's um. They uh, don't eat pie. They don't eat pie, which is really what where our real problem with them is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Pie's good. But mostly dessert pie. I don't like fruit pie. Oh. Wait. You don't eat... Wait. When would fruit pie be not dessert? I mean, like, chocolate is, like, what I mean by, like, dessert. Like, oh, okay. like actual good dessert. Okay. Something 
in addition to her acknowledging some of the issues and stereotypes it plays into, one of the things about this song that we have to revisit is she is, I'll talk more about this, but she is bisexual or fluid sexually. Does the fact that she is part of the community change our view of this song? Mm. Mm. Okay, I mean, I have to own that, like, until I found out that she had a fucked up childhood and (laughs) didn't, like, until I knew all of that, I was less inclined to, like, actually really believe that she was anything other than straight cis woman. And so, and that's problematic. I understand that that's very problematic on my part, but, like, I, I... you know, discovering that she had this sort of oppressive Pentecostal upbringing makes me more likely to believe that she isn't completely straight. Yeah. And um, does that change the meaning of the song, though? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess it does. Oh, in what way? Like, then it's not merely queer exploitation. Hmm. It's not merely, you know. I hate that word. That was, that sounds gross, but yeah. Go on. Is that a word? Uh, did, queer baiting. Queer baiting. Okay, I think that's the word. Did, did I did I did I make that word up? I anyway. don't know. It sounds sexual in a way that I'm not. Anyway, I want to make a word up. Okay, right now? No, just oh. like, <laughs> like ever since ever since we had Joe Corda and he invented the word sides, I'm like, oh, damn, that's fucking yeah. baller. Um, invent a word. Yeah, let's invent a word. It's a goal. Oh no, 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 three goals. We're gonna. <laughs> Squiggle goal, goal. Oh god. No. Okay. It changes your view of the song. It, it changes. It changes my view of the song because, like, it it then feels genuine. Like that's an actual exploration of a part of her that actually exists. That she is a member of the community and therefore totally qualified to, to you know, represent it. Um. Yeah. It it it, it does. Yeah. It absolutely does. The, but the the whole thing, again, for me, is this very problematic. Like, I didn't believe she was anything other than straight until I like learned more about her and yeah. generally viewed her as just opportunistic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to me, hopefully I think it is unlike me to uh, do this w- with anyone else. It is, you know, who they say they are is yeah. who they are. Believe them. I, I had an, uh, again, like just owning up to problematic feelings. Like I had this initial gut reaction of, are you just doing that because that helps fix your past mistake? If yeah. you are now power, part of the LGBT community and are saying that you were you like this was part of your explor- exploration of yourself, does that help make it feel more genuine and make it feel more acceptable to have had that song? And that that was definitely my initial reaction that I don't love. I'll talk a little bit more about her orientation later, and mm. that also helped me feel a little bit better but i do think it's interesting knowing now that she's in the community and and yeah yeah and and i don't know hopefully like i don't know it's weird talking about like our problematic views because like we still get people that are like that was a problematic view and we're like we know but but like people have problematic views and just let's just own up to them and talk about them and why they are so i don't know i feel weird about doing that yeah for sure um the last thing i wanted to do is talk about uh, Fletcher, who is queer, sampled I Kissed a Girl in the 2021 song Girls, 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 that uh, Fletcher kind of fixed some of the issues in her song. It's a really good song. I love it. But the full, the, it, it, it samples I Kissed a Girl, 
but then takes it and makes the rest of the song about being interested, intrigued, and connected and and romantic with a woman. So I, I think I thought it was very smart, very good. Every time I see the word Fletcher, I my brain sees Felcher. Just it can't. I mean, I, of course, yeah. yeah. I wish we called this podcast Felcher. <laughs> I think we'd be way bigger. Oh, great. Queer exploitation. Great. Know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, some of the lyrics are, quote, go tell your mom it's not a phase because I kissed a girl and I liked it. Go tell your mom it's not a phase because I kissed a girl and I liked it. Great. And, quote, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Yeah, I really, really liked it. She, like, mm-hmm. I, she says the, or, like, pulls in the line and then is like, no, but I really did. Mm-hmm. Um and she's uh, part of the song. She said, quote, she took my heart and my number. Don't think I'll recover till she's in my covers coming over tonight. That's smart, Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. So go listen to that song. Okay. That's I Kissed a Girl. I kissed a girl. Okay. Is it my turn? Oh, I mean, yeah, unless there's I like something the silent else. moment that we had. <laughs> yeah, just, let's reflect on Katy Perry. You know, just we all need to take a moment after that. The, I remember I kissed a girl because it was back when we had alarms that played the radio. Mm. I had and that song came on and it woke woke me up once. And I was like, huh? mm. what mm. is this? Mm. And then loved it. I thought it might be a young boy singing it first. But oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't. Turns out, turns out it wasn't. Okay, yeah, no, you can go. Uh, well, I want to talk to you about the song "Teenage Dream," my favorite Darren Chris song. <laughs> Pre-covered by Katy Perry on her album "Teenage Dream." <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I have feelings about that song do you have feelings about that song i like it i liked it. I, we didn't talk about just our or i didn't i i really liked her first album and her second one but like mostly her first album was really good i really enjoyed it so yeah i liked teenage dream the chorus let's go all the way tonight no regrets just love we can dance until we die you and i We'll be young forever. And then, uh, let's see. I'm going to get your heart racing in my skin-tight jeans. Be your teenage dream tonight. Let you put your hands on me in my skin-tight jeans. Be your teenage dream tonight. That's a teenager saying, touch me. Oh. In a sexy way. Was she a teenager at the time? Is she an adult singing about a teenager singing about... Huh. Well, so... Anyway, no, I didn't think about that angle of it. It was released... Uh, on her third studio album on July 23rd of 2010. The her song, second that matters. The, the song was written by her 
Bonnie McKee, Dr. Luke, Max Martin, and Benny Blanco. Oh, Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke. Interesting. Yeah. God, he's all over. The- we can't love a female pop star without Dr. Luke having his grubby little hands in the... Yeah. Ooh, well, maybe possibly literally. So, what I... That song is about... A, I guess 18 and 19-year-old girls are still teenagers, but like it is, it is, it has very, like pedo vibes to me and hmm. and i wanted to like explore that and think about that you wanted to explore pedophilia a little bit yep <laughs> let's, let's do that together mike so bonnie mckee when Katy perry and bonnie mckee first met in 2004 they were quote both really into lolita hmm. what do you know about lolita that whatever lolita wants lolita gets sure <laughs> No, I don't know. Lolita is a 1955 novel written by Russian-American novelist Vladimir Nobokov. I mean, I guess, I mean, I know, like, the idea of a Lolita, but I didn't think about what, where its origin is. The but... protagonist okay. is a French middle-aged literature professor under the pseudonym Humbert Humbert, and he is obsessed with an American 12-year-old girl, Gil. Dolores Hayes whom he sexually molests after he becomes her stepfather. So by their own admission, Katy Perry and Bonnie McKee were, quote, really into Lolita Hmm. when they wrote fucking Teenage Dream. Hmm. Um, There's no fucking in the actual, like, (laughs) title. This (laughs) Teenage Dream is what we're talking about. So Lolita has just become slang for a very young underage girl uh who gets sexualized it's it's interesting because in the book lolita the the protagonist has um he spends his childhood on the french riviera he falls in love with his friend annabelle lee and she dies of typhus and apparently that causes him somehow to become sexually obsessed with a specific type of girl ages nine to fourteen he refers to them as nymphets. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> anyway, I, it's also interesting to me that Annabelle Lee uh, is a reference to Edgar Allan Poe, who married his 14-year-old cousin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't have much m- more about this except to say that, like... There's other influences to the song. There was a whole team. They were they were they wrote out a lot of the like Lolita stuff. What remains though is this like sexualization of a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And um I just I God, I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Chris said on my face. Um it, but uh but yeah, um I don't know. Am I do you think I'm making it up? Is that as not as creepy as I want it to be because I'm really creeped out. <laughs> I I get it, and I wouldn't. I would not have thought about it being creepy until you just said it. Also, I think the uh, this is one of those things is we don't talk about the sexuality of kids. Yeah. And sorry, they they have sexual urges and they do sexual things at a at a young age. And to even talk about it is gives you the potential to earn a label of a pedophile, but it's something that happens. And the idea that we can't talk about it or shouldn't talk about it, 
about it or shouldn't create songs or TV shows or media about it, I think leads to some of the backlash that we have about teaching kids about sexuality, sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. Yeah. So uh, I both didn't think about it. You're right that there is something interesting there of it. You're talking about a teenager and also we should be able to, even as adults, create media and stuff about teenage and even young children's sexuality because I don't have the words and the capability to do that, to create that thing as a child. So as an adult, I want to be able to process and, and work through that. That's interesting. And, I was going to say for like, for what audience, right? Like is, is overtly sexualized teenagers a problem Less of a problem if it's a show for teens. <laughs> that was the original name of Pretty Little Liars. It was called Overtly Sexual Teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that title yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I get it. I mean, I think there are there are like things to look out for, like making sure it's, I don't know, you need to do it in a good way. You need to, I don't know. Yeah. There's probably a lot of like cautions or, or things or you walk into you need to know when you walk into that territory to do it a certain way but I, I think we should be able to sing and talk about it. I have no problems with her singing a song about that none of all of that seems like it seems a very realistic view of being in love and wanting to have sex or feeling sexual when you're a teenager like that that kind of yeah okay all right you don't you're not buying it uh, Dr. Luke's involved so oh, okay like, never mind uh, no you're right sorry you're absolutely right Chink. yeah uh, for the Teenage Dream Sessions, Katy Perry and Bonnie McKee had a, quote, forever young idea in mind. Perry at first wrote a lyric about Peter Pan. They later deemed it as too young, since we wanted it to have more edge, more sex. Hmm. Another version included the lines, quote, and the next thing you know, you're a mom in a minivan, which apparently they thought was super funny. Hmm. But uh, that got that got taken out. But uh, Dr. Luke apparently had, like, a lot of creative control over the song. Uh, Bonnie McKee explained, quote, Luke always makes us Benny-proof everything. He says that if Benny doesn't get it, America won't get it. What's Benny? Benny is... Your beneficiary? Uh, um, no, uh, Benny Blanco, one of the one of the co-writers. He has a writing credit on, on Teenage Dream, anyway. To, oh, my God. He sounds like such a condescending coworker. Well, if Benny doesn't understand, right. <laughs> we need to cut it. Yep. Like, shut the fuck up, asshole. Yep. Yep, that seems unnecessarily mean. But you're 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 right about end of I, sentence. Oh. oh, I'm right. You're right about teenage girls, teenage people have sexual feelings and a sexual life, even if it's only in fantasy or flirtation, and and that it should be okay to write about it. And this this backs you up. Apparently, um, Bonnie yeah. McKee continued working on the song. She explained, "quote I thought about my own adolescent years." my own first love. I thought about watching Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet and putting on a little mini disco ball light and just dreaming of Leo, who now has been in the episode multiple times. That's fantastic. Uh, I thought about me and my friends sitting around at slumber parties in the 90s, giddy, even just thinking about boys. I thought about what Benny said, and I listened to the song again, and I was like the teenagers. That's such a great word, teenager. It's a very descriptive word. It packs a lot of emotion and imagery into three syllables. I couldn't believe after all of our agonizing over youth themes that we had overlooked such an obvious one, the teenage condition. Hmm. And, uh, and, and yeah, that, that makes it a little better. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the lyrics to that song, I did. Darren Chris sit on my face. Oh, to summarize, <laughs> Darren Chris, 
Okay, well, I'm going to pick it up from there and keep going, talking about her life. And, uh, well, I'm sure in the course of this research, you found some of her songs. But I'll still ask you, do you know what Katy Perry's... uh, How many number one songs do you think Katy Perry's had? 20. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) No one has 20. That's like an all-time... Nine. Nine. She's had nine, which is a huge amount. Can you name them? Uh, I Kissed a Girl. Mm-hmm. Roar. Mm-hmm. Um, firework. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking about one. Teenage Dream. Teenage Dream. Mm-hmm. Was number one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. I think that's the end of the ones I care about. You, the yeah. only other one that you maybe should know and get is uh, California Girls. California Girls. Oh. That was everywhere for yeah. Um, there's also E.T. featuring oh. Kanye West. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of that? Do you know that song? No, and I don't. Also, I'm doing it exactly perfectly. You don't know it. Yet. Oh yeah, I do know that song. Oh yeah. <laughs> My good it was so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's last Friday night. Last Friday night. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Oh, there's part of me. I might have been able to get to that one. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Part of me. Part of me. Great. Uh, and there's Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Oh yeah, Dark Horse. I could have gotten to that one too, it, with a little more, with a little more thinking. About a little it. more trying. Yeah. But you gave it like your eighty percent. Uh, dead dead silence while I think about shit. Not a good podcast thing. Oh, you know? that's true. <laughs> Uh, so it's my fault now. Yeah. The, yep. Okay. Yep. The premise was flawed. Okay. So yeah, her out al- the uh, the album Teenage Dream is one of the most successful albums of all time because it had so many number one hits on it. California Girls, Teenage Dream, Firework, ET, Last Friday Night. Like no album has that many number one hits on a on an album. Wow. Um, Wait, like literally? No oh album no, does- I don't oh, know. Okay. No, uh, but like it, it is noteworthy in that it is extremely it is huge. rare. It, it is massive. One of the biggest album like pop out. It will go down as one of the biggest albums. In, sure. In ever, and since then she's uh, to me as a as a artist that I care about, listen to, think of as an icon, all that stuff. Uh, she's really gone downhill since then. Oh god! So it's just like, <laughs> what has she done since then? So she. Well, apparently she had a starting in 2012 that kicked off Taylor uh, Swift, uh, the drama that she has with Taylor Swift. They have a they have a little, I don't know, battle or yeah, yeah, they're bully, not bullies, they're um, enemies, frenemies, they're yeah, rivals, Uh, yes, nemeses, nemeses, they I will I'm going to I read a glamour article about this and it was at the beginning was like, you know, this is part of a female pop thing that we like. We like women to be in fights with each other. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. helps the gay thing. Cause gays love the drama. This is all part of, you know, we haven't actually just asked the question. Is she a gay icon, but we'll get there. But like, this is one of those things that we, that we love. And the article in glamour was like, you know, it's just such a sexist thing. It's like very reductive to pit women against each other and stuff. Having said that, here's the timeline of the entire feud. Of okay. Taylor Swift <laughs> and Katy Perry, okay, which is like, we know people want access to this information. So we'll go ahead and couch it, but still give it to you. I'm going to talk more about the Taylor Swift and Katy Perry drama in the Patreon segment. Okay. So, um, she, uh, she released uh album witness in 2017 i didn't know this it debuted at number one in the u.s 
Awesome. Didn't feel like that, but good for her. <laughs> um, Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> according to data. Yeah. Um, Number one in the US, but not in Kyle's heart. No, yeah, no, no, absolutely not. There's the song Swish Swish on it. Swish Swish Bish. Have okay. you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is swish, it's interesting, is effeminate behavior in interest emphasized and sanctioned in the male gay male communities prior to the Stonewall riots. Yeah. And I was like, surely she doesn't mean that because that'd be weird to sing a song about this thing. Like, don't call people that. That's something that gay men get labeled as for being too effeminate. So I was like, like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I wonder if there's another meaning of that that she's referring basketball. It said it's a basketball reference. Oh, okay. I didn't you you did, did you sound like you didn't think about I basketball? I did not think about basketball at all. Didn't no. Yep. Uh this song apparently also plays into the rivalry between Taylor Swift and, and Katy Perry, so I'll tell you more about that. Weird. Okay. Right? God. I really I, like, like I already didn't care, and now to like add basketball in <laughs> makes it even less interesting. Okay, I really so. like this song. As I was going, I was like, this album, and then listened to that song, I was like, this is a jam. If this played at a dance floor, I would chug my drink and go grind great on myself um because i don't need a man <laughs> um for the song off the same album uh for the song chain to the rhythm okay she hid disco balls all over the world and people could find the disco ball plug in their headphones and listen to it um, there was a Snapchat filter that came along with it that put added bubbles over your thing because the song has the word bubble. That's pretty gay. <laughs> well, and okay, that that's a wait. What? Why you seem to be scoffing? No, you just you added Snapchat into the mix, so now I care even less. Oh God, like, I'm just, just giving <laughs> you all the ammunition you need to not give a shit about any of this. I think this plays into what your Snapchat ta- is really good for dicks, though. Just. Because they disappear. But as that dude who didn't know and is a pedophile learned on a talk show, you can find it out what he learned this information. You can take a screenshot of things. So this dude was using it to talk to underage girls because he didn't know that people could save it. He thought it all went away. Nothing goes away. doesn't matter if it says it goes away. Things don't go away. Okay. People. Mike. Um, I think this... It, the premise of this is that song is terrible. I, I, it's dumb. I've, I, since I, I've listened to her albums since then in preparation for this, cause I wanted to listen to them and talk about how stupid they were. And I was like, I kind of like these. <laughs> so doing this episode, like you've said, made me like her a little bit more than yeah. I, than I thought this song is dumb, but also the, I, this promotion that she did with the disco balls kind of plays to what you were talking about of like, what feels genuine. Like this yeah. is a clear, PR planned corporate stunt and they're, and they're not pretending it's anything but that, that. Yeah. but like it, this is one of those things that makes a person feel fake. Yeah. 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 But it's also part of the promotion. So I, I have a, a hard time of like, yeah, I want people to be genuine, but like this is the shit you got to do to promote shit these days. Yep. 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 I also think that things like this then contribute to when I hear her orientation, not believing it because I know she has a PR team. But again, like I need to, uh, I want to meet, get inside the head of and understand the person who is like, I'm going to track down one of those Katy Perry disco balls. This is my new life's mission. Like, 
Uh, we have a guest on the show. His name is... <laughs> he changed his name to Katy Perry Disco Ball. Like, He's going to tell you about follows it. Follows her that closely and then is inspired to go on this squeegee hunt to find this shit. Like, that's just... It's... I'm impressed by that. Squeegee hunt? Something my ex-wife used to say. I don't know what that means. No, okay. I, mean, I don't think she did either. She's a real bitch. <laughs> Katy Perry? Or, okay. Um... She also released an album that no one cared about uh, in a smile in 2020. Mm. That's the one I would like started listening to. And I was like, if, if anyone else sang this, any of these songs, I'd be like, Oh, what's that? But since it's Katy Perry, she kind of like, it's like one note. Like yeah. it's, it's a Katy Perry album. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Uh, she's American idol judge starting in 20, 2018 <laughs> <laughs> in 2018. She's starting up a Las Vegas residency. So she's been, she's, uh, to me, I think it was the disco ball moment where she jumped the shark. I was like, I'm just over her. And yeah. I don't I don't think I'm alone in this that I'm like a lot of people are kind of over Katy Perry. Yeah. But she's still I mean, obviously, she's still huge and doing stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I just kind of there was a point where I was just like, I don't know. I'm over her. Yeah. Don't piss off the Katy cats. I don't care about you. Katy <laughs> cats. Your name is dumb. You should feel bad about that. <laughs> Katy oh, like Katy cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's temporary cat boy. <laughs> that means nothing to anyone. Okay. Um, yeah, that's Katy Perry. Okay. Hiding the disco ball is going to be my new euphemism for jumping the shark. Oh, okay. Speaking of, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Please, and I'm not kidding. I never understood and would like you to explain to me what the fuck left shark means. Oh, the, the left shark in... <laughs> In a Katy Perry performance, she was goes, it the Super Bowl. I think it was the Super Bowl. There was someone dressed up in a shark outfit, and the internet. This is one of those. Well, there were two of them. And there's left, left shark, shark and went, right shark. It was like, like the internet picked up on the shark, and they were posting everything about the shark, and it was just like it. But what about the shark? Why the fuck do oh. I care about left shark? What's wrong with left shark? Who is left shark? Like, it just why is it cool? Like, it, it legit. I want there to be a reason, and you're telling me there isn't one. Oh, no, I'm telling you, that's all I know about this. Oh, God. That left shark became a thing, and I don't know why. I thought, like, it, one of its hands was missing, or it looked angry, oh, right. also, or Oh, sorry, one or, of its like, hands was missing. Is that true? No. I don't know. I just wanted to have a reason. What, wait, you're doing this podcast on Katy Perry. Why didn't you look this shit up? Because it just came to my mind. Oh, okay. You said jump the shark. I was like, <gasps> oh, I saw left shark being oh, a thing, God. and I want to know more about why I should care. And I, I don't. And I'm Maybe. really sad, because I wanted to care, and you fucked it up i don't <laughs> owe you anything you need to back the fuck off right. i don't know why left shark was a thing it was just a thing on the internet and Someone everyone cared about it explain it to me on discord do you really want that no i now that i think about it maybe jumping the shark could be Katy perry for jumping the shark <laughs> i actually think that might be where it started <sighs> Do you want to finally get to her orientation? Yeah. Okay, let's finally get to her orientation. Great. She's by. Good segment. Is she, though? <laughs> no, no. Oh, not not because of that. She has never, <laughs> that I've read, stated directly, I am bisexual. Oh, okay. So, yeah, when people call her bi, it's like... Okay, so where this all started was in 2017, while accepting the National Equality Award at the Human Rights Campaign Gala, she said, quote... I speak my truths and I paint my fantasies into these little bite-sized pop songs. For instance, I kissed a girl and I liked it. <laughs> Truth be told, A, I did more than that. And 
how was I going to reconcile that with a gospel singing girl raised in youth groups that were pro-conversion camps? What I did know is that I was curious. And even then, I knew sexuality wasn't as black and white as this dress. And then a little bit later, she actually talked about her religious upbringing. She said, no way, no way. I wanted the pearly gates and the unlimited froyo toppings. So most of my unconscious adolescence, I prayed the gay away at my Jesus camps. Mm. And this is one of those, like, everyone's like, oh, okay, she's bisexual. Yeah, she didn't say that, did she? She didn't say that. She talked about having... Going back to the thing of, like, it should be okay to make out with somebody and not have that mean anything about your sexual orientation. So, like, unless she's... Yeah. I agreed. Like, yeah, she didn't say I presently... Well, again, like, bisexual people don't need to prove this, but, like, to say in the past I have made out with women. I've talked about... I love that Lindsay Lohan explored with women and later was like, you know what? I learned that I'm straight. So it's okay for things to change. So just saying I have made out with women and done more with women in the past does not necessarily mean you're she could have scissored and liked it and does still doesn't make her buy mm-hmm. or maybe it does i don't know i think this is a mystery scissor, no I, i'm gonna say that's wrong <laughs> there's a line if you scissor you're definitely at minimum bisexual <laughs> okay I, there's no other option but yes you're right uh, she the fact that she said i prayed the gay way that mm. presumably refers to herself of uh, she has some things that seem to indicate that she is some kind of lgbt she also said in Out Magazine in 2021, hmm. quote, Well, you know, <laughs> what's interesting is like I came from a very sheltered mm-hmm. upbringing where like it wasn't okay to be friends with anyone mm-hmm. from that community. Mm-hmm. And now that is my community. Gay, gay, gay. Yeah. But that could just as easily be a nod to like, I recognize <laughs> there are my, these faggots that love me. <laughs> <laughs> I would now like to acknowledge the faggots that got me to where I am. God, if I ever get an award, I'm going to use that in my acceptance speech. Great. Continuing her quote. And now that is my community. Yeah. I mean, that is my show. That uh, that That is, it's my people. It's my everyday life. You know, it's in my house. It's in my work i mean it's just i wouldn't have survived without the the community Mm -hmm. um and couldn't quite honestly Mm -hmm. um and so it's amazing how full circle it's come and how much growth has happened yeah so i what i also to her credit i think uh, of course looking at her as an example is very hard because like no one else is a giant pop star like she's in a weird spot that we can't ever really understand she seems to have said albeit indirectly, that she is part of the LGBT Some community. kind of queer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bisexual seems to be the best label that people have given her. Uh, but this happened recently, I wanted to point out, to, to Lady Gaga. In 2019, she spoke at a, I think, did a surprise, like, at, during Pride at a Stonewall or something. She mm-hmm. she uh, picked up the mic and, and spoke, and she said, I know I may not be, cons- she's bisexual. I may not, to some people... Some people. (laughs) I may not even be considered a part of this community. Even though, even though I like girls sometimes. I would never degrade the fight you have all endured. The adversity that you have all been through to truly be seen. So... Lady Gaga also has this thing where she's like, don't totally yeah, yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kesha just recently pride 
this year. She said on an Instagram post, in case I haven't been straightforward enough, LOL. I just wanted to... (laughs) I just wanted to take a sec to tell everyone that you are not only enough just as you are, but the world is so fucking lucky to have you. I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I don't know what I am. I love people. I love people because we are all on our own little consciousness journeys dancing around the sun. So she went very Kesha with it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, we're like mystical. She's like a little bit Bjork. Kesha's style is like a little Bjork. You know, uh, Katy Perry said that Bjork was one of her inspirations. No way. Yeah. But so there's so Kesha was a little bit more direct about I don't know what I am. Yeah. And that's a very like questioning or like that's a very but there seems to be a thing, especially like what I saw with female pop stars, if they have any kind of bisexuality or fluidness that and it's the thing in the bisexual community as well, like not totally feeling like you belong. So it have a harder time claiming the LGBT community as a community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Also people within the community are shitty to them and, and make them feel that way. So we need to stop that. But, um, that also helped explain to me the fact that she hasn't been like directly like I am bisexual. This is me. I understand it a little bit better. Other people do it. And I can also see like part of what we're doing of questioning and judging every single move she makes that might contribute to you not wanting to, be very out and open and direct about it because we may then be like, you're just doing that because you wrote the song like we did. You know, there's a part of people's reaction that contributes to what she's doing. So anyway, she hasn't said she's bi. I don't know. Bisexual seems like the best fit. Yeah. I wish somebody would just ask her. Just fucking ask her. I wonder if people did. And again, like these are just like what the quotes that I found in in articles. So maybe someone has. I don't know. Mm, Yeah. So is Katy Perry a gay pop icon? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. I I don't know how to elaborate. <laughs> um. If fucking Dan is into her, then yes. Right. I mean, I get. I th- I think where I'm going with that is. Oh. He's in his later 40s than like he's older than I am. And like she's a teen pop idol and like he's not her demographic and he still is like into her. And I think that that is that he's not an exception. He is a rule that like the Dan, the Dan test. We need the Dan litmus test for who's I don't I I, I guess your legacy, especially with a song that that was that huge with I kissed a girl. I guess that puts you in the camp forever. I think she stopped being a like, oh, the new Katy Perry is out. All gays go listen to her. Like, I think I, I will say like overall, yes, because she always will be because of her legacy with that song. But I just don't yeah. see her as a like all the gays need to go follow her and watch. I think when you're on American Idol, it's like, boy, that's straight central. You yeah, know, okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. who watches American Idol? But like m- mid 40s straight couples that put their kids to bed and just want one moment of happiness before their lives continue right yep 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 (laughs) super right so i don't know i'm kind of i i think other pop stars we've talked about and i've been like oh yeah they're like less yeah i love Britney spears even though i was like has she really done enough for the lgbt like i think i've liked them less after our episode i liked her more i understand her more and i think i i i get her more and i like her recent music which i haven't listened to so that first time that's happened i agree i agree with all of that assessment i like i like her more and um i want to listen to her 
more. I used to wake up every morning to roar. Really? Yeah. Um, maybe did I'll that, start doing that again. Did that help? It really pissed off Trevor <laughs> a whole bunch. And that was why. In retrospect, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one moment of joy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're miserable. Yeah. Um, well, that's Katy Perry. Yay, we did you're it. Welcome, Caddy Cats or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck. Katy Cats? Meow. Yeah. And we didn't. Yeah. We didn't what? I don't. I don't think we said anything that's going to get us less stars. Nope. Cut that because then somebody will do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we got to get a little by in this episode. So. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. All right. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? I'm leaving. Right. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, you motherfuckers, fucking go to podcastawards.com right now. Push pause. Go there. Well, they didn't hear the next part. Well, oh. <laughs> they pushed pause, and now they exist in this constant state of our <laughs> podcast as well. So they can't get out of it. <sighs> yeah. Go to podcastawards.com and v- click the blue button and vote for us, you dickbags. Yeah, you only half listen to this part of it anyway. I know. <laughs> I know. You you can do this while you're vaguely listening. Oh, God. And then go to our website? No, that's bad. I don't know. You if can you want if you to. Want to. <laughs> it's gayishpodcast.com. Our socials, we are at gayishpodcast on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and I don't know, probably something else. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Leave a question for mom, for mom's planning. We're going to record that next week. So, like... This yeah. will come out after that, but it's a good idea for the next time. Great. Um, our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Send us some stuff. Send Derek some stuff. Welcome him to the crew. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what people just take a swing at giving someone. Yep. They do, don't know. do the four R's. Ooh. Rate, review, rubscribe, and recommend. It really, really does help. Yeah, while you're on podcastawards.com, easily navigate over to the Apple Podcast app. Those aren't connected. But, you know, while you're doing stuff to help us, we'd appreciate it. Yep. Gays and straightest? Let's do our gays and straightest. I'm happy to go first. Okay. Okay, great. The gayest thing about me this week is my very strong opinions last night about Tempranillo. Mm. I just, I had a whole, like, red wine diatribe that I gave, and I just... Something about it just felt not quite straight, you know? <laughs> um, Wine is definitely a gayer drink than than most of the other drinks you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the straightest thing about me this week is uh, I ordered myself some new khakis off Amazon, sight unseen. Not, didn't try them on. Didn't shop around for brands. They're like Amazon brand oh. fucking khaki shorts. Like, just, Yeah. You could have said you actively shopped for khaki shorts and they would still be khaki shorts. Right. So. That's true. Yep. 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 Straight. Car- straight dudes. Cargo shorts? No. God, no. Oh, okay. No, okay. I'm not that straight. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can only be so straight. Um, my gayest is when I went to that wine event that we were at with our friend. It was down in Des Moines, Washington, which is far outside of Seattle. And... Uh, there are sometimes when you go to certain places or cities or locations where you walk in and I'm like, ooh, 
there are lots of straight people here and I stand out. I very much felt like that. Yeah. It might have been my Britney Spears shirt. It might be my painted nails. It might be that I'm tall. It might be me bringing my own baggage to things. But I just was walking around and felt like, oh, I don't, I don't belong in this area of town. Yeah. Well, and the the event that we were at, the people that we were there with, it was it was mixed orientation. Like, I tried like to bring one, one of my marriages. <laughs> <laughs> I try to bring one of each to every event I go to, you know, just to be on call. Um, my straightest is this morning I was out of bowls, so I have this big tub of uh, Greek yogurt that I like get some from every morning, and instead of get some, get some, get that Greek yogurt. That sounds. Um, I instead of because I didn't have a bowl, I just added granola to the the top of the, oh, yeah. the big thing of Greek yogurt and ate the top of it off. Sure, and that was my yogurt for the morning. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, put it back in the fridge and then put the well. Yeah, I got okay. made sure I got all the granola. Yeah, magical. We have a listeners that was sent to us on Twitter. Twitter. Because they didn't want to tweet it. And it's just the gayest because it doesn't need any more. Uh, they sent us, I'm too afraid to tweet this, but I just wanted to tell y'all the gayest thing I did this week was go get my monkeypox vaccine at Steamworks with my partners come inside me. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe we don't need a straightest because I think that might be single-handedly the gayest thing I've ever heard. Right. So I yeah. think it wins. Yeah. Like all-time gayest. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, that's great. This is it. We're this done. Is it. Here we are. We've got <laughs> to the end together. <laughs> uh, thank you to Katy Perry. Sure. Or, or Catherine Hudson. Yeah. Uh, and, and Taylor Swift, whatever her real name is. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor bitch. Um, and thank you to... Um, I don't have no one else. Thanks, Katy Perry. I guess I really liked you, Katy Perry, and I like you a little bit more now. So and thanks to Derek for working here. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Derek. Um, <laughs> uh, I would also like to thank the following. Super Gap Bridger, Stephen Porcio, Stolzel, Harry Shog, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Blessed Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Lindsay, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cash, Torian, and Jerome York. Thank you for supporting us. <laughs> We're going to have to make less of those, maybe. We're, We're going to start kicking people off the island. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week from Europe. Not me. Yeah, just me. The important one. <laughs> <laughs> me, Mike, the important one. You know. <laughs>